Today, we're going to take a break from our series, The List, and we're going to look at something that all of us do from time to time, yet it's something that typically goes unseen and undetected, but it can cause a lot of unnecessary problems for us. What is it? Well, stay tuned and find out. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. Today, I want to help us think about how we think. How we think about things affects not only how we view things, but also how we react to things. And we tend to forget this. We typically believe that our reactions and behaviors are in response to whatever is happening in front of us. For example, when a friend doesn't return our calls or our text, we think that's why we're worried and upset. But what if I told you it's not the event that causes your reactions, but rather the way you think or believe about that event that causes your reactions? For instance, when a friend doesn't return your calls or your text, the reason you get worried is because you start thinking, oh, something bad must have happened to them. Or you get frustrated because you think, why are they just blowing me off like this? It's actually the thoughts and the beliefs and the meanings that we attach to events that causes us to react the way we do. If our thoughts about an event are negative, then we'll think negatively towards it. And if our thoughts about an event are not correct, then our reactions will not be correct. Now, with that in mind, I want to quickly share with you 10 problematic ways of thinking or 10 cognitive distortions. And then I'll share with you some things you can do to try to turn these cognitive distortions around. Now, cognitive distortions are ways of thinking that are not necessarily true and that lead you to think and to do things that aren't helpful. We all do this from time to time. The problem comes when these ways of thinking, these cognitive distortions, become your ongoing pattern for thinking. So, let's go through 10 of these. First one, discounting or filtering the positives. With this cognitive distortion, you tend to discount positive aspects of an event, or you may focus predominantly on the negative aspects of the event. For example, someone may compliment you on a job well done, and your response is, uh, it wasn't anything. Anyone could do that. Well, you've just minimized the positive. Another example might be when several people compliment you on something, but there's one person who's a little critical, and all you can focus on is that one person's negative response. This is discounting or filtering out the positives. Another one, all or nothing thinking. This cognitive distortion is also known as black and white thinking. With this type of thinking, things are either all good or they're all bad. There's no in-between, no shades of gray. For example, your child gets their progress report and you discover that they've made all A's in all their classes but one, and, and in that one class they made a B. Well, you're just thrilled about it, but they feel like they're a total failure at school. That is all-or-nothing thinking. All-or-nothing thinking sets us up for sure disappointment and for low self-esteem issues. A third cognitive distortion is overgeneralization. This is similar to all-or-nothing thinking in that one negative event is seen as the ongoing overarching pattern for all of life. Here's an example. You get a flat tire on the way to work and your response is, why do these things always happen to me? Why can't I ever get a break? Why can't things ever go right for me? That's overgeneralization. Another one, jumping to conclusions. Here you tend to make an evaluation or a judgment before you have all the facts or the evidence. 
For example, your spouse's words are short and curt, and you immediately assume that they're upset with you. When it could be something completely different, you just don't have the evidence. Here's another cognitive distortion. Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. This is an extreme type of jumping to conclusions. It's also known as awfulizing. This is when something happens and you tend to jump to the worst possible conclusions. For example, your boss calls you into their office and you're sure you're going to get fired. And then you start thinking, if I get fired, well, we won't be able to keep our house and we'll have to move and and the kids won't get to keep their same school and, and they'll lose their friends and on and on your mind goes. This is catastrophizing or awfulizing. There's a lot of what if type of thinking that goes on in this. Another cognitive distortion, personalization. This is pretty straightforward. It's when you tend to take things personally, even when they have nothing to do with you. Your friend mentions that they aren't really into something that you're into, and you take that as if it's a personal kind of attack on you. Control fallacies is another cognitive distortion. Now, there's two types of control fallacies. First is when you tend to believe you can and should have control over things in your life. This could be situations or it could be people. It's, it's like I should be able to control the things that need to go better or go right. The second type of control fallacy is that you have absolutely no control over anything in your life. That leaves you playing the victim and blaming others. Now, examples of the first would be this. You believe that if you say and do the right things, you can keep your kids from going astray. That's believing you have more control than what you really do. An example of the second type of control fallacy would be this. You let your spouse verbally and emotionally abuse you because you feel like there's nothing you can do, no control you've got. Those are the two control fallacies. Here's another cognitive distortion, emotional reasoning. This is when you tend to believe that what you feel is the truth. Your feelings become your reality. An example of this would be you wake up feeling anxious and and so you assume it's going to be a bad day. Or you feel like no one likes you, so consequently you just believe it and you shy away from people and isolate yourself. Emotional reasoning. We do this a lot. Another cognitive distortion is shoulding. Some people have staunch and seemingly immovable thoughts about the way things should be and the way people should act and what people should believe. For example, many husbands and wives have huge fights over what each other should or shouldn't do. A husband may think that the wife should do the laundry, and a wife may think that her husband should help with the laundry. Or you may think, my spouse should take an interest in the things I'm interested in. So many people are shooting all over themselves, and as a result, they wind up unhappy when things don't live up to their shoulds. And then they make other people unhappy trying to force them into what they think they should do. Let me give you one more cognitive distortion, and that's blaming. This occurs when you try to make others responsible for how you feel. It's the belief that others have more power over how you feel than you do. It sounds like this. You're making me angry. Or, you're the reason I can't keep it together. Or, I drink because of you. That's a blaming cognitive distortion. Now, this is not a comprehensive list of cognitive distortions. It's just 10 of the most common. Let's move into how you can change these cognitive distortions. Once you're aware of your cognitive distortion, you can begin to change them. Now, it won't happen overnight, and it'll take a lot of practice. 
But by changing your cognitive distortion, you can have a strong and positive impact on your feelings, on your views, and on your behaviors. So here are some steps you can take to change your cognitive distortions. One, pay attention to your thinking. In other words, think about your thinking before automatically assuming that what happened is what's causing your reaction. Stop and ask yourself, what am I thinking about this that could be causing this reaction? Another thing you can do, change the absolutes in your thinking. Catch any time you think or use the terms always or never and replace them with things like sometimes and occasionally. In other words, when you catch yourself saying, you always do this, then change it to, you know, sometimes you do this. Here's another tactic you can take. Argue with your conclusions. Ask yourself, is there any evidence for the conclusion I'm coming to? Ask if there's any other explanation about what has happened. Ask yourself if the conclusions are probable based on what you know about the person or the situation. In other words, just don't assume you're right. Argue with yourself to see. Here's another tactic you can take. Label behaviors, not people. In other words, say things like, hey, you forgot to take out the trash, rather than, you're so lazy. Or, hey, you were in such a hurry to get to the game, you forgot to pick up my prescription. Not, you're so selfish, all you can think about is yourself. And by the way, labeling behaviors, not people, it applies not only to other people in your life, it applies to you. Too often, we label our own selves rather than label our behaviors. Let me give you one more tactic. Look for the positives. Train yourself to look for the positives as much as you look for the negatives. Do this with regards both to people and to situations. This will go a long way to changing your reactions and your outlooks. I knew some parents who had this rule in their house that for their kids that every time they said something negative about someone or something, then they had to give five positives about that thing or about that person. It was a great way of training their kids to look for the positives. Try it. See what happens. Now, let me give you a final thought. Our thoughts have more impact on how we feel and behave than we give them credit for. We don't have to be victims of our emotions and helplessly react to however a person or situation seems to dictate that we do. By recognizing and changing our habitual distorted thinking patterns, our cognitive distortions, we can learn to see others and ourselves and our situations in a completely different light. We just need to learn to think about how we think. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I I hope this was pertinent. I hope it made sense. I hope you can start thinking about how you think about things and catch it when it's taking you down in wrong directions. If you want to find out more from things like this and and more from me, you can go to brettleg.com, B-R-E-T-L-E-G-G.com, or you can check out what I have on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But this week, pay close attention to how you think. Look for these cognitive distortions, and when you catch them, see if you can spin them differently and turn them around. You'll be surprised how differently you feel as you go through your week when you do this. Hope it's a good week for you. We'll see you next time on Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.